take Hello and minutes, welcome to Dragon Coffee. Hello and welcome. We are happy to, to kind of be doing our own thing on our own channel. Hello now, and welcome. Here and, uh, and starting up Dragon Coffee again. In a very uh, refined way from what we did before. Where we are just, you know, just talking in general. And then we'll just talk about certain things that we're excited about. So, there you go. Simple as that. Exactly. For right now, I'm just going to keep D&D Beyond up there, and I'm going to stop fidgeting because it's very easy to fidget. We have our coffee in front of us. Um, no. Maybe, no. maybe when we get original with our mm -hmm. coffee ideas and maybe we want have to a make... mug or something. I mean, yeah. We could make a, a mug, a dragon coffee mug. And then dragon-flavored dragon coffee as well. Whatever that tastes like, maybe... I think someone's already done that, but that does not matter. Yes. We can make our own. Exactly. Steal their brand. No, no, we will not. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. I actually don't know if that's a thing. We'll have to look at that. No, thievery that, is a thing. It's always been a thing. I mean, we I are don't rogues. want a thievery. We are rogues, though, after all. I, I'm not a rogue. I'm a rogue, after all. I have multi-class. I'm a rogue. I, no, I'm a ranger, and I can just hide. You can't just hide. Uh, yeah, it's in my kit. <laughs> You're, no, it's not. I don't know why I, it I is, took but it I'm out. Here. I took it out. Okay. I took it out. No, you, you can't you do gotta, that. I deleted it. <laughs> You can't do that. I can do whatever I want to. So, for those who haven't seen this, this is probably the first episode that's going to be up. My name's Caleb. This is Prince. Prince uh, we're we're, we're just a couple of D&D &D GMs that have been DMing for a while. For like a few years at this just, point. Just uh, a, little, a little while. Yeah. Not to, not to brag or anything. Because there's nothing to brag about. There's really nothing to brag about. There's really nothing to brag about at all. Uh, it's just the fact that we enjoy uh, DMing Dungeons and Dragons. Um, we do have a, uh, a channel where we have most of our um, recordings and previous uh, playthroughs, but um, that's not what this channel is about. Exactly. Um, if you're ever interested in that, then you can always see that on our uh, main page where you can check that out. Uh, beyond the point, we're here to talk about Dungeons and Dragons. We're talking about um, some of the news that that has been coming out. We'll also talk about uh, some different things and different aspects of Dungeons and Dragons that uh, we want to talk about on this podcast. We'll probably uh, we want to do different segments, and with that comes testing and figuring out exactly uh, what what makes uh, whatever our podcast is what our podcast, yeah, and that'll be really fun. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that we plan on doing today. Um, we'll have an RPG horror section where uh, RPG horror stories is a Reddit, or at least a subreddit, where you uh, where people in the tabletop community post really bad horror stories, and we'll have a little segment for that. Um, there'll, there'll be portions where we uh, we take some of the stuff from the full podcast, which you are currently viewing. And separating them out into different videos and kind of just separating it out. Or if you're just interested in this portion of the content, boom, you can have that. So we'll be doing RPG horror stories. D&D uh, news is something that we're always going to be talking about because things come out every single day. We'll do a monster spotlight, an NPC uh, creation spotlight, uh, where we just kind of work on creating NPCs. If you want to see our creation method and how we decide to create different things, we can do that as well. Uh, the, the, we're doing a character creation section, but we don't know exactly how we're going to navigate the waters of that because there's so much that goes into uh, character creation. We might just stick to backstory because that's what we, uh, as people, 
kind of strive in. Yeah. We we like we like we'll creating the stories of characters. But we'll figure it out piece by piece. It'll be, it'll be fine. Okay. Um, I don't know where to start. Where uh, do you want to start? Or unless you do, uh, how are you? First of all, uh, I'm I'm good. You're good. Yeah. Everything all right today? Got that dragon coffee in my system. Mm-hmm. It's flowing through me. I am pretty excited that we've started this back up. <clears throat> it, it is nice. I, I probably put that in front of the camera. Beyond the point. Yes. Once we get used to doing this again. I'm not even going to be thinking about the camera. Yeah. But until then, that's all I'm going to be thinking about. Yeah, exactly. It's been so long since we've done this. What, the millennia at least? Uh, let, let us start with... Uh, what do you want to talk about? Let's start with a monster spotlight. You want to do a monster spotlight? Let us start so with how do you a want, monster So how do you want spotlight. to do this? Eventually... We'll go to, from A to, a to, oh my. A to Z right now. Is that what we're going to do? I guess so. Why the fuck not? Right? We start with the aberrations. Uh, to, oh, aberrations! No, not like A to Z monster. Like, well, I no, think I think as I think. Well, weirdly enough, we can actually easily find this on D and D Beyond. Exactly what I was thinking. This is why I have D and D Beyond in front of me. This is not a sponsorship by any means. This is just our easy to use tool for everything D and D. I would just go to the collection section. It's not in the collection section. And then it would be uh, all, they, all they left. It's not the collection section because that's the that's um, yeah you browse monster, no, no, you know why? Yes. Because it's homebrew. Well, then you go to the official button, browse official content. <gasps> Fuck, that is a shortcut. Yep. Damn it! I mean, it's almost like you're do. a DM too. <laughs> that's what I always do. I always go to tools. Um, oh. And they they have a very easy way to to look it up that way too. And we just click aberrations on the upper part. Oh, so we're doing aberrations. Yeah. I thought we were talking about starting from... No. Because I'm just like, I don't know if I want to do that one. That would be way too much. Because I already know which one is A exactly. uh, that, that we start with and which yeah. is Eric Croker. And yeah. I'm like, I don't want to do Eric no. Croker first. No, we're not doing that. Not for our first podcast. Mm-mm. Or at least our reboot podcast for, for uh, Dragon Coffee. Yeah, we just pick something from this list, essentially speaking. Do we want to go high level or low level? Um... We'll start by narrowing some things down. Let's highlight a lower... Lower, lower CR creature? Yeah. Something that people don't really look at too much. I'm not... We're not doing the CR zeros because they don't even exist pretty much. <laughs> um, let's let's go with something from... Oh, the Gazer has always been a good one. Yeah. Um, it is definitely still in the Beholder category, but you know mm-hmm. what? We've, I've, I've said Gazer. We're going to go Gazer. Our, yeah, our, our spotlight today will be Gazer. Let's first look at the pronunciation that Matt Mercer mm. or Marisha Ray have decided to give the word Gazer. Just Which in case, one? for some reason, we have mispronounced Gazer. But I always love doing this because it's fun to hear their voices. Gazer. Okay, Marisha Ray said Gazer. So yep. the official the official name the official for this is Gazer. Gazer. Okay, so before we look into the little st- the stat block of what a gazer is, we'll look at some of the description of it. A gazer is a tiny manifestation of the dreams of a beholder. It resembles the beholder who dreams it into existence, but its body is only eight inches wide and has only four eye stalks. We would have to know what a beholder is first before we do that, because I'm sure there are some people who will be looking at this. Is, is the coffee different? How what? Well, it's up. No, it's good. Okay, it's cool. <laughs> you were looking at it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, it's all good. 
Um, do we want to look at what a beholder is first? Because I'm sure there's going to be people here that are actually looking at D&D for the first time. I'm not saying that there is or isn't. No, but there might a be. brief description of what a beholder is. Uh, or we can just spotlight beholder instead. That's up to you. I don't know. This I is bet. the first one, right? <laughs> so we spotlight in Beholder or the Gazer, then? I don't know. <laughs> I'd, yeah. I mean, I just... We'll just go with Gazer. We'll just kind of, like, look at the small things of what a Beholder is. All right. You know, for our <laughs> brief description of what a Beholder is, they're aberrations. Uh, they're, they're like, some of the most, one of the most iconic D&D monsters because everyone loves them. Uh, they have many, many eye stalks, and these many eye stalks can do a whole bunch of variety of different things. The DM can either decide what those little random rays do, or they, uh, the mechanics that are built in, you roll to sit, figure out what the random things that it does. But the, the beholders are able to uh, create, they're so powerful, I think mental wise, or like their brain, right? Yeah, it's They're able to create shit. They're, they're able to create things just by using their minds. It could be intentional, but most of the time it's accidental. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be spawned from nightmares, spawned from dreams. They are the dream lords without being the dream lords. Yeah, Everything the they're, they're doing is an accident. Uh, they're very uh, coveted, too, as well. They have many fears and insecurities, surprisingly. They are very um, emotionally driven creatures. They're humanoid, in a sense. That's beyond the point. That's what, before we get too heavy into what a beholder is, because I'm sure that would have been great. Uh, we're doing Gazer. We decide exactly. Gazer. Um, these things, these little tiny uh, creatures that are Gazers resemble beholders uh, who dream, who dreamed it into existence, but its body is only eight inches wide and it has only four eye stalks. So it has little eye stalks that don't do near as much or even like... Anywhere close to what a beholder no. is. No. Uh, it, it essentially doesn't want to, you know, be as... It, the beholder didn't want to be as strong as it, so... I mean, yeah, it's just like, it's like a little boy. Uh, it's, it's almost like they're babies, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Uh, except they don't grow. I don't think gazers grow. I think they just remain the size of what a gazer is. But then again, I yeah, haven't I really mean, looked into wise, the details. Yeah, that's all they do. But you can say that this thing eventually grows into a full beholder. It's depending on what the beholder did. Because exactly. that's what the cool thing about what beholders are. They kind of just create mm-hmm. things and, and it's their manifestation of what their creation yeah, is. Exactly. Which also allows DMs to kind of create whatever they feel like the beholder that the the party is currently dealing with is dealing with, and yeah. I, I, that that's that's what I like with certain <clears throat> monsters. A lot of monsters you can do this, but uh, this is half the reason why a lot of people like beholders because you can kind of do anything you want with them. They're extremely customizable. Exactly. I'll continue with this. It it follows its creator like a devoted, aggressive puppy. And sometimes small packs of these creatures patrol their master's lair for vermin to kill and lone creatures to harass. A gazer can't speak any languages but can approximate, approximate words and sentences it hears, mimicking them in high-pitched, mocking manners. See, I didn't even know that part. So they're little fucking... It's not in the stat block. No. So, the, yeah. I'm glad they, they, the they've updated the description yeah, exactly. since we've done this. We haven't done this in like a year and a half or two. Mm-hmm. So now looking at descriptions, we're actually going to get actual descriptions now. We had no clue that they had mimicry. There was nothing that said it. In the, what, yeah. Now we know. Exactly. Uh, literally, uh, some beholders 
with wizard minions insisted they take a gazer as a familiar because the beholders can see through the eyes of these creatures. So basically, they're saying that some could use and abuse the power of maybe a beholder if they want to, like, ally with it, maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, it's also... Gazers weren't originally even variant familiars either. This is also a new thing. Yep. That came with the... I don't remember what it came Most from. likely the multiverse. Could have been. A wild gazer is territorial. It eats bugs and little animals and is known for playing with its food. The Ew. fact that it goes from bugs to animals is kind of, is crazy. It's like your diet can consist of bugs, tiny little mealworms and crickets and cockroaches. They're like little fucking lion cubs. Uh, they're, they're kind of like... um. I love how my brain of many went Lion King. Uh, well, like if we're talking about Simba, uh, he was trained he was, to eat bugs. bugs. He was trained to eat bugs <laughs> and little animals. He was trained to, eat, to survive off of the bugs. bugs. Yeah, mostly the bugs, yeah. It's, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, I, did, once again, I, I didn't once know again, that. Didn't know that. A gazer might follow the folk in its territory, noisily mimicking their speech and generally being a nuisance until they leave the area. But it flees if confronted by something it can't kill. Okay, so they're little assholes. Yep. That's literally built into their spat block that they're little jerks. Like, they don't want to fuck with you if you look too... If you look tougher than it... It won't yeah. mess with you. Yeah, it's basically a little. But little, if 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 it's like, oh, you guys are if you guys cat. are level one, they go, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to annoy you. It's yeah. like a, it's like a little brother. Because essentially speaking, like the, in, the interesting thing is that this thing could be like in a ventilation system. Yeah. Just following you around, just going <laughs> the whole time, just being a little butthead, little shithead. Yeah. I like them. Uh, I like them. Yeah, this is definitely... We we, we have our styles, and mm-hmm. this is something that is definitely more uh, his style. But I love gazers. I, I think they're they're really cool. Let they're me, not cute, but they're really cool. And it's, a, it's a cool idea. Uh, anything that's really attached to a beholder is cool in my eyes. So Even if it's just a I manifestation. Even, I also didn't even know that they were considered tiny. Oh yeah, these things are little. I just, they're like I, this. I didn't know they're like rat size, like little meatballs, little fucking gigantic meatballs. I mm-hmm. want, I always thought they were small, at least. Like meatball, mm-hmm. meatball, blah, 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 meatball. Blah, blah. gazer. Uh, so looking at the stat block, it has uh, an armor class of thirteen. Its hit points are three d four plus six. Uh, but the thing is, uh, most people use base hit points when it comes to stuff. I'm one mm-hmm. of those DMs that kind of like the roll because it gives the adventure. Uh, diversity when yeah, it comes exactly. to fighting monsters and it's not predictable oh that was too easy oh that was too that that wasn't too hard i don't know it's, as a dm you can kind of determine what you want with that uh, it has mimicry which we have discussed what it uh, mimicry is but for those who don't know uh, stat block wise the gazer can mimic simple sounds of speech it has heard in any language a creature that hears the sound can tell they are imitations with a successful dc 10 insight check Insane. It has a basic bite attack that does uh, one piercing damage. Epic. <laughs> it literally says it does one piercing damage. You don't even roll for it. Yep. No. Right, it has right. its eye rays, which uh, technically are kind of unique because I don't think beholders have frost rays. I don't think so either. 
They might not have a need for a frost rate. No, they have many things have that are way better than rate. that. So, I mean, why, why fuck frosting them? Disintegrate them. These, uh, these little fuckers have Dazing Ray, Fear Ray, Frost Ray, and Telekinetic Ray. I know Telekinetic and Fear are things that come with a Beholder. So, the targeted creature must succeed on a DC-12. Wisdom saving throw will be frightened. That's Fear. Telekinetic is literally telekine Telekinesis. Mm -hmm. Frost is a frost damage attack, and then Dazing Ray uh, can, you know, uh, Wisdom Saving Throw be charmed until the start of the Gazer's turn. Well, the target is charmed in this way that its speed is halved and has a disadvantage on attack rolls. So it's just a confusing ray. It's just trying to confuse you, and you start doing weird shit because it confused you. Uh, can, I think they actually, the other ones actually have Confuse Ray, like the actual Confuse. Oh, they do. I, b I believe they do, too, but I could be... It's like a lesser version. Yeah. I, I don't I don't remember. I, I know uh, most of them because I've used enough Beholders at this point against you guys. Uh, I, I know a decent amount of them. The ones that really stand out, stand out. You, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? This is your name. And they also have a bonus action that can move that they can move up to its speed towards a hostile creature that it can see. So these little these little monstrosities can be really good minions for a level one party that are that you plan on using maybe a BBG beholder or yeah, maybe like a little like art a... for a beholder. These things are typically uh, they were created for essentially using these uh, to be used as minions. Or, like they said, they've added it for wizards or any any character that can have a familiar, they can actually use these creatures as familiars. Yeah, it's going to definitely hint towards um, what can be upcoming, though, as well. Mm. Uh, who employed the gazer? Was it a beholder? Was it a wizard, like you're saying? Uh, was it some other uh, nefarious creatures? Uh, one of the most um, notable gazers that we know are the ones that were in the Xanathar's Guild. Mm -hmm. uh, they, sewer gazers. They were sewer gazers that, that were in Waterdeep Dragon Heist. That's the first thing that came up to my mind. And um, his character ended up um, getting Meatball. one as a familiar. Meatball. So that was a thing. Uh, but it was the, that's that's the one that's notable to me. Um, gazers and see, are interesting, it, and yeah, once again, like the, that wasn't a thing really. Like when that thing had came out, it was like it just made they, sense for it us. It really does. They're tiny little things. Like they're easily tameable. They're not too smart. They're not bright, so they just want food. You just give them food, and they they like you. Literally. Yep, that's what a gazer is. Um, what we'll do also for you guys is we'll put a little scenario where. Uh, you could use gazers. Let's let's create an encounter um, using the gazers. Um, uh, so we can either do a structured one, or we, like we can actually like you know since we can just cut this up. We yeah. can just actually like sit here and like do one. Like we're just a small mini encounter, not like a full fledged encounter. Like oh yes, yeah, it's it's little. It's just a little mini encounter, yeah. like something you would come across in a dungeon. Exactly. So let's say here. Um, Using a using a gazer, you're walking. We'll, we'll do the scenario. We'll, we'll, you're walking through this new cave that came through in the Sword Coasts. Um, one of uh, one of the guilds nearby uh, realized that this place has been unexplored and has sent you and your party. You guys are currently level one, beginner adventurers. Sent you and your party towards this location. Yeah, you uh, start walking through. And the first room you come across is 
a bunch of slow-moving people. They're all trying to get out because something has apparently frozen their legs, and they're trying incredibly to get out, but they're moving so slow that they can barely even escape at this point. As mm-hmm. They're crawling on the floor, wounded, hurt, uh, and they're telling you that a meatball was chasing them. A meatball with eyes. So, of course, you must investigate this meatball with eyes. And, you know, for newer players who haven't ever heard of a gaze or a beholder, that's definitely like an odd thing to even hear for the first time. Mm-hmm. There's like, what, what, a meatball with eyes? Like, mm-hmm. was, like, what could that be? And it was floating, hovering, and it was six of them. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it, too, is like, what what we can do with these things as like I think most of the time I'm going to be structuring these towards beginner players mm-hmm. because I think a lot of times especially <clears throat> with podcasts and and just content in general it's typically geared towards people who are already interested in the game but there's not many things that allow uh, new players to really well, strive. Well, yeah. Well. Well, like a well, um, more veteran players. Veteran players know what every yeah. monster in the yeah. monster manual and all the expanded ones. My, my coworker can literally name every single one. That's what I'm saying. Like I also like, have, he said it's, it's to the point where his his fucking DM pays him like two bucks to not ruin an encounter because he can't stop talking about oh, it. That's what he told me. Oh, like I'm not God. prying. He told me oh, that I'm just like oh, that sounds like a wonderful time to play with. Yeah, you, right? right. Literally. That's once again why we come up with unique own. characters. But that's course, a different that's thing. Exactly. We'll have a homebrew section. Exactly. Like like I said, Literally. we'll be trying a lot of different things mm-hmm. for you guys. Uh, okay. a, a whole plethora worth of content. But even then, just like it's it's we, we've done this so long where I can I can literally just kind of like throw him a fastball and he can just kind of hit hit it out of the park or hit a line drive or hit something oh. and then we can kind of build off of each other. We we played D&D long enough together. We're exactly. already close enough friends where it's very easy for us to build off of that. But that's that's beyond the point. We that that's the encounter. You just see the meatball, it's aggressive, it's already it's already on aggro and you roll for initiative. Or the thing is that there, there could just be like, um, since we can use the traits that they have, now that we found out they can mimic things, that's actually pretty interesting. And I did notice that actually in their stat block. I never really looked at it because I never really looked at the gazer like that. I oh, guess. Well, I think a multiverse uh, added They probably added things. that, yeah. yeah. But either way, you can have it mimicking them throughout most of the dungeon, just leading them towards into the different, different areas, rooms. Which is a great idea. Yeah, like, literally, like, because, like, Players aren't newer. Players aren't going to know what to do after that. They hear this like this meatball thing. What the fuck we do after that? They hear someone crying for help. Help me! Help me! They go into that room to investigate, finding nothing. And then just the meatball who's ready to attack. Yep. And he's like hiding underneath like and a, that's just a, a blanket little, or something like that. It's or... a fun little add-on to a dungeon that wasn't already there before. And yep. the thing is, is that like you can easily do okay. They, they attack you. These bandits are aggressive and they want your money. Uh, well, we'll get into that when we actually look into some horror stories, which is, I think, going to be our next segment because I really uh, want to get into that because uh, I, 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 that's, uh, it's just super fun doing that for me. That's one of my favorite things. 
and having that being a part of this new uh, this new experience for us and for you guys, I think will be really fun. So yeah, that's that. That'll be uh, our little monster spotlight. We'll create a little encounter for you guys. Um, I think for now, I like the uh, idea of using these smaller monsters mm. to um, kind of like you you guys could potentially use some of the mm. ideas. That we were just spouting from our brains to kind of like enhance your own dungeons. And uh, honestly, once again, like if you're going back to you know early newer people stuff and all that good things, uh, gazers could be a deadly encounter for them. That's because the thing. of the fact that it's a well, random chance that you can just frustrate them or you know to death. Yeah, that's and it, it very could true. become an interesting encounter for them where they're it's afraid of these tiny little creatures running around zapping them with their freaking eyeballs. And I never seen an adventure start off with the gazer, and did and did it successfully or anything like that. Moving on to our next little segment of the podcast, we'll be looking at DM uh, horror stories. Uh, by the way, you're going to hear some thunder now. Yay, uh, ambiance. In, we are in the tropical state of Florida, where ambience. this just kind of fucking happens, and it only happens for like three seconds, and then stops. We get hurricane winds for like five seconds. In five or minutes. five hours. Or five hours. And then nothing. It's a good thing I came inside at this point. Because I, 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 I went outside and did what I had to do before I, I had to deal with that crap. Because it literally didn't even show that it was going nope. to rain. It just started. Yep. It was a flash, flash flood. Florida is a great place. Yes, it is. Okay. We'll look at our top story of this day. At the moment, we have DMPC has Holy Avenger at level two. We kill him and take it for ourselves. DM quits. Okay, so before we even get into a story, I will explain what uh, RPG horror stories are. It's RPG horror stories is a subreddit. RPG horror stories is a subreddit <laughs> mm-hmm. where you are able to post your horror stories or. That guy stories or uh, terrible experiences in the D&D or tabletop community and share that with others. So that's what we're going to be looking at. We'll be talking about these stories real quick and then kind of going from there. Move my coffee this way. So like I said, the PC has a Holy Avenger at level two. We kill him and take it for ourselves. DM quits. Horror from all sides of that that culminate in everybody losing. In our first session, we almost TPK from goblins. At the end of that session, we level up and arrive at the town where a paladin NPC joins us. The DM says, I'll help you out since it looks like you're having a rough time. Our next mission is to infiltrate a zombie bandit hideout under an abandoned mansion. At first, it looks like another near TPK with the bandits hitting pretty hard. But then the DMPC pulls out his holy sword and smites everyone in sight. OOC, I know this is the Holy Avenger. I have a talk about how OP this is for level 2. And the DM says, Well, do you want the help or not? As expected, the DMPC paladin shines every fight, and we feel, feel like uh, backup dancers. This keeps on going until level 3, where we're all annoyed at this point. During the night, we plot to steal the sword. We stab him in his sleep, and the DM says, PvP is not allowed. You can't murder Hobo, your ally, and steal his sword. I don't want to continue DMing for you guys. I 
can once again see both sides of that story. I can. Why are you just stabbing this guy? Why are they just killing him? They could have went about that way different. They could have just stole a sword. They could have just stole a sword. And not killed the guy. And not killed him. I can... Like, that's just like... That's a, that's a lot, dude. Regardless, I don't I don't think there's really much to this story in general besides the no, fact it was that very like, simple. Like everyone's was, the asshole here. Yeah. Even literally. though like we're not doing I am the asshole, but yeah. everyone's kind of a jerk here. Granted, the DM was clearly doesn't feel like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. There's some cool things here. I like the idea of a zombie bandit hideout. That, that sounds, sounds fun. That sounds really fun. Um, but if you are talking about like what level, I don't know if they told us level, the level. three. Oh, level two. Yeah. The, okay. So they're fighting zombies. Level two. That seems normal. A little. A little. It normal. depends if they're intelligent zombies. That's actually kind of hard. It depends on what kind of zombies he's using. If he's right. using regular zombies, they can just keep coming back using their unrelenting death. It's hard anyway. Yeah. It's going to be hard no matter what. Low levels, everything's hard. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's not really we... much to this story, yeah. in all honesty. It's just, okay, everyone j- sucks here. And it just feels like uh, everyone just didn't know what Should to do. Should he have given him a holy adventure? Clearly not. You can have a DMMPC and just help him out. Why are you giving them a holy adventure? And why are you guys stabbing the guy? You literally He helps you out. This guy is, came risking his life to help you guys out. And, he, and you're just like, yeah. He's like bleeding out, just like, what, what the fuck is happening? I, what is going on? What did I do? You have a holy adventure. We're the bad guys. Like, imagine that in a real life scenario. That's a terrible thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, well, you don't have to. That story was silly. And I didn't like it that very, no. very much because no Perfect. one wins. No one wins at all. All right, so DM. So this one is DM brought player's actual dead brother into the game as a ghost. This happened a few years ago in high school. A senior of mine asked me if I wanted to play D&D, and I said yes. There was me and five other guys on the table, including the DM. The DM wasn't the most socially mature person. He often tried to appear smarter and had an attitude of where... Better than everyone else because we played D&D to the point where it makes, where it became really cringy at times. He really hated us making jokes or doing goofy stuff at the table. To him, D&D was the best way to tell and experience stories, according to him. To his credit, he did come up with a really big world with a lot of different stories. Most of them really anime-like, but still enjoyable for the rest of us. Okay. One of the guys at our table, John, had to leave the game for a few months. It says a few months here, but it's a few months. Yeah, exactly. His brother, his big brother had passed away in a car accident whom he was really close with. We kept in touch with him, though, and offered support however we could. After two months, he started coming back to school. The DM decided to continue our old campaign with most of the focus being on John's character and him being the spotlight, though none of us minded that. In the second session in the DM, the, uh, in the second session, the DM had us explore ruins where John's character's ancestors used to live. Then we met a ghost who looked exactly like John's brother, and had the same name, and even told us about how much he loved his family and little brother. 
John left the table without saying anything, and the rest of us didn't know what to say. The DM didn't know his brother, had never met him, some, but somehow thought it was a good idea to include him two months after his death. We all apologized to John and asked the DM to apologize, but he couldn't see what he had done wrong. He later sent a message to John saying how he was thinking this would help provide him closure. We all stopped playing after that, and I only recently started playing D&D on Discord. Well, that's that's just unfortunate. Yeah. That's unfortunate, because I can see how the DM was trying to do a good mm-hmm. thing here, but you have to talk to people, man. This is where this guy fails. Yeah, exactly. He did not communicate with his party or his team. He wanted to surprise his friend, mm-hmm. who had recently lost someone very close to him, with something that could trigger some sort of PTSD for him at the moment. He had a good heart going into it. It wasn't malicious from what... No. From what they said. But he went about it the wrong way. Yeah. The the intent was there, but you can't just spring things on people for the sake of... I have to make a good story and I want to emotionally draw something from this guy. There's ways to do that without, you know, drawing on real life. Mm-hmm. Or if you plan on doing that, this is one of the rare occasions you have to talk to people. There is a thing in the community where you talk about what could potentially trigger you before you play, uh, you play the but game. But I mean, that, that was kind of a, a, a new big, thing. In general, that was kind of like a... It's also high school. Yeah, I get um, that. I, you also have to look at it like that. It's also high school. It is high school, and no one's really thinking about others in high school. And not only that, once again, they said this person wasn't socially mature. No. I, I, clearly, I can tell. Mm-hmm. I, I see this guy already. Oh, yeah. And the way that he DMs, like, he, he clearly isn't a bad DM, otherwise they wouldn't continue to play with mm-hmm. him. But the way that he went about it was very inappropriate. You, couldn't, you shouldn't use real-life stuff, especially if it's fresh. And if you do plan on doing that, you need to talk to people. Communicate with your party. Like, mainly the one who's dealing with anything. Yeah. That's Communicate to the person you, you plan on fucking with. Even though you're not really fucking with them. You, you know what I mean. We'll do one more, and we'll, we'll be good. Uh, I think that that's, that's enough of that one. That's a sad one. This one's gonna, This one's going to be good for you. First paid DMing gig doesn't get past session zero. Trigger warning. Nondescript dimensions of R.A. Rapi. Was that someone? Yeah. People are squealing out there. I mean, they're outside. I mean, get inside. This is a storm. What do you think? <laughs> I think I think I think school's actually getting out. Probably. Damn. So, uh, without really saying it on the channel or just in general, you know what we mean here. Some very inappropriate things. Okay, so I've been sitting on this story for about a month, but after encouragement from some other professional dungeon masters, here I am. Learning lessons from the garbage pail of life, so you don't have to. This happened approximately two months ago. I was in a Discord server for a local game store when someone reached out in the general chat to ask if there were any DMs in the area that would like to run a game at a tattoo shop in the area. Them's my people, I thought. This would be fun, I thought. You fool. You ignorant fool. So I reach out, and after some back-and-forth discussions and a few links to games I streamed for reference on my actual play channel, 
We agree that it'll be a bi-weekly game for five people at the business after hours. For very new players, but I honestly love teaching the game, so I saw it as a super fun opportunity, especially since I haven't played at an actual table since it's since the onset of COVID. Red flag number one. Two weeks later, when they finally got around to adding me to the group chat with 11 other people after voicing my inability to juggle that, many people and some hemming and hawing, we agreed that we would limit it to six with some rotating bodies and plan a session zero. I requested they let me know what time works best for them so that they wouldn't be busy tattooing, working, etc. as I don't want to interrupt the flow and also have them be able to provide the attention necessary for a first-time player to really hammer on what's going on. I arrive there two there are I arrive. There are two players who are still tattooing with others waiting to go. Of the initial 11, only 3 show up. We ended up talking for 10 minutes after I sat there doing nothing for 2 hours. One player made a character and everyone decided they wanted to go to the bar or go home and split with the agreement. We'd figure out the rest over text. Believe it or not, it only got worse. The only player with experience texted in the group chat asking if he could play a ranger because I don't want to be abide, to abide by a moral compass. Also, I want to be a cannibal. Weird, but okay. <laughs> I informed the entire group, you can do what you want within reason, but keep in mind that this is a living world and it will react to your actions as such. Crickets. Cricket, 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 cricket. Two hours later, the next text comes through. Okay, but uh, if I play a cannibal who only eats bad guys, also I want to R-word them. You can put that together. I hit them with a disheartening LOL no. But he doubles down this uh, down. This is a legitimate idea, and others so start sounding off about how hilarious this, hilarious this campaign is going to be. What do you mean hilarious? I nope the hell out. Last week, I get a text from the initial person who organized this whole thing asking why I haven't answered in the group chat in two weeks. I informed him after the exchange I actually let the, left the group, and they should try to find an alternative DM. He lets me know it's not a big deal, and they'll finish the characters this week. Six weeks later, and we can't find a time to play. Maybe go F yourselves instead. Thus ends my pro-DMing career. At least I have a story. I, I don't even understand. That was random. And it's the fact that they all thought it was hilarious. That's the... It's toxic masculinity. Dude. That's not even that. That's... That's a lot. That just says to, like, what they do in their real lives. Like, well, what they want to do in their real lives. Well, it's, 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 a, it's a hint of, like, some dark yeah, sexual shit. Yeah, exactly. And... That's the thing of, like, scary. I would be terrified to be in the same room as you. And all of you who are into whatever the hell that is. That's that's horrifying. Like you guys are into this and you think it's funny. That's funny. That's not even where you can go with that. That's weird. Yo, dude, like, what is that conversation? Yo, did you see what I just did to that person? Number one, I ate them, and then number two, I did things to them that no one should ever do, and ate them. I want to die. I. That's just. That's messed up stuff. 
Yeah. You should never, ever, ever, and I know that they're already a group of friends, you should never casually talk about stuff like this. And things that, there's 11 of them that are perfectly fine with that. That's a lot of people that think that's funny. Yeah, that's a lot of people. That's crazy. It's it's one. It's weird because it's 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 like weird guy culture thing as well, where it's just like a whole bunch of when you get to, that's why I'm in toxic masculinity, in a sense where it's like when you get a group of people because I, I mean we're dudes we've been a part of different things where people start saying random shit and they start laughing and then. For some reason, you feel like the need to start laughing as well, even though you don't, you shouldn't be laughing at this. I've never done that, but I've seen it plenty of times. I mean, and even as a teenager, you realize, okay, well, I don't like being around these people. I'm going to stop hanging out with them. Yep, no, they're, but these guys are like, yeah, this is cool. Well, they're adults, and they're clearly adults that are that they are, are capable of thinking, okay, this is fine. It's never okay to talk about uh, violating someone in such a horrible way. And them yeah that, that is a random one eating them why are we, why are we just gonna add that to it you know what i have to come up with a creative idea and it has to be so outlandish that my friends laugh that's stupid like there was face jerky but then there's completely devouring them whole that's a whole nother thing yeah, yeah it's pretty rough that's a rough one. Uh, that's going to be a no for me, dog. It's going to be a no for me, dog. All right. I think that's what I think. I think that's a good place for us to stop our little segment on RPG yep. Horror Stories. That, that, that's a rough one right there. Okay. Welcome back to the podcast portion of this. Um, like we, we just went over a whole bunch of one that was nuts. D&D stuff. <laughs> that was nuts. Go uh, ahead if you're interested in it, it will be also be, <clears throat> it'll be on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it won't be included on the podcast because it is very long. Mm-hmm. Um, but there'll, there'll be a lot of content of us talking about, uh, what we, what we saw. Uh, our brief, what we'll do here on the podcast is we'll talk about our brief, um, our, our, what we, what we thought about one D&D so far since we've actually looked at it. Um, like I said, if you're interested in our actual first-time reactions, it'll be on the channel as well. Yay, yay. Um, but here's our, here, this is, this is my, um, this is what I'm thinking so far. This is my honest feedback. I think it's fantastic at the moment. I think it's going in the right direction with including, uh, starting with race. Uh, I think they're including, uh, them not really changing much about drow, but also, uh, including, um, including the fact that you can do whatever the hell you want, and, and also expanding that to every other race uh, possible, of allowing it to be like, okay, this, these, they did this consistently. This is what we've established so far in our world, but these are examples of ways that you can do it differently exactly. when it comes to your world. You can so literally stop have them doing this do thing you can have them where do it's just, want. okay, this is all they are, and this is how it is, because that's how it's always been. Drows are evil. Drows are evil. You're that's evil just drow. one example. They did it. They did that with everything, right? They did it with orcs. They did it with everything that's been controversial, uh, quote unquote, in the D and D world. Which I, I still don't really now view it as controversial. They're definitely changing the perspective of what an orc is now too, as well with the the new lore that they have added. I mean, I mean the tieflings are going to be very different. Oh yeah, no, they're not tieflings anymore. They're 
otherworldly beings. They can, they've expanded it to the point mm-hmm. where you can make it whatever you want. You can make them ordinary tieflings, or not necessarily ordinary. Well, we're, what we're used to. Exactly. Or these different options. These hellish-looking tieflings where you have horns and tusks, and you have spines growing down your back, and you literally look like a monster manual demon. Uh, Which I love. Yeah. There, there's this thing called, I believe, they're not called archons, I know that. The archons? The Ardlings, right? Yeah. Ardlings are a new race that they're looking to introduce and also include in the player's handbook, which come from the Beastlands, mostly the Upper Plains, because uh, they're expanding it just to the Upper Plains. But they, they've, they've included the Beastlands heavily in this race mm-hmm. by uh, attaching animal-like features to them oh, so now in that I'm thinking every about way. It, um, so remember we were talking about Archons in um, Wednesday Campaign. Archons do take on forms of beast like creatures so yeah. that's i guess that's kind of where they're drawing their inspiration from archons exist we just don't have them in the monster manual anymore they might be looking to change that yeah them them talking about it and including things from what they were talking <laughs> uh, that that they included in previous lore from mm-hmm. long ago and looking to introduce it shows that they're with this new edition they're looking to uh, encompass i think everything they're like we need to figure Sigil, out they, about we Sigil. need to figure out a way yeah to include our lore in a way that doesn't overwhelm everyone. Exactly. And I think that's the biggest that's the biggest hump they have to go over it. But I think it's fantastic that they're starting to look at that and look at trying to see what they can do to get over that hump. Get over the hump of complications of so many checks, three different character mm-hmm. sheets, and one of the sheets being a whole bunch of different skill checks, and not only having a check for everything, trying to figure out exactly what those checks even mean in the context of what we're doing at the moment. Okay, so I there's they've included rules in this in in, in this new system that that allow dungeons to be dungeons every once in a while by allowing them uh, the monster attacks not really to inhibit their their rest yeah by changing the short rest feature you can now get a hours long rest before while well, to for it to consider a long rest a short rest exactly and so now once again us as dms we can now send out a dungeon and make it feel like i don't know uh, a, a dungeon. dungeon and i just feel like we're trapping you guys for the sake of trapping you exactly I think it's I, I I I can now feel comfortable <clears throat> making a dungeon be mm-hmm. more of a dungeon. Not to say that I wasn't able to do it before, but there's some there's there's some things that with fifth edition we've always felt like we've had to hold back on because of the rule sets, and, and the way that they they've uh, they've they've decided to uh, go about things. Yeah, because of the whole discrepancy of short rest, short what constitutes a short rest, what constitutes a long rest, is now just kind of like. It's no longer blurred. It's just like it's straightforward. Like it's a lot easier wording. It's a lot more understandable and manageable for us and them. <sighs> it's it's a breath of fresh air, for sure. This is going to be an interesting adventure, especially with the whole first level feats as well. That opens mm. up so many new bills. They can be repeatable too. Yeah, they they made sure to put things up or like not all of them. Uh, most of them aren't going to be repeatable. Yeah, exactly. Make sure, though. Uh, but they've added certain things where you like if they they feel like certain feats can be repeatable and you can add those feats later on, uh, you can do that. It's it's more it's more literally in the text of it versus finding it in the description that it's repeatable instead of like okay okay now it just says it's repeatable. I do also dig the fact that they're that they've specified. These are the first level feats that you can choose from. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of dig them putting things in categories. 
Speaking of categories, the biggest thing and my favorite thing that they've done is they've encompassed certain uh, the, instead of going paladins have this and clerics have oh yeah this. the spell list yes we now have an all encompassed divine spell and primal list. it just it it helps just being able to pick those spells yeah. a lot better aside from what's i have to differentiate what's a bard what's a what's a sorcerer what's a cleric what's it's just mm. it just has them all in a easily to readable list i think it's great yeah. Uh, Divine being uh, Paladins and Clerics can both choose from this list. Um, Arcane being everything else besides Druid and Ranger. And then Primal being Druid, Druid and Ranger. Ranger. Yep, it just... Because they basically already shared those spell lists, essentially. They all both basically shared the same But the thing the is, Ranger's spell. limited, though. Exactly. Because Ranger didn't have the same spell list as Druid. Druid no. still could do more they stuff. Had, because they, they had, had to feel like they had to differentiate exactly. Druid and Ranger somehow. But the thing is, I, I'm already differentiated as a Ranger because of the fact that I don't have as many spell options to begin with. I can't choose that many spells to begin with. I don't have any spell slots. I'm not really going to be using my spells because they all suck at this point besides when I get access to Guardian of Nature at some point. It's already a loss for me. Can you at least give me access to everything else the Druid does? Please? Now we're now we're getting to that direction where they're both that we're having shared spell lists because I because the gods should be able to do that anyway. We're going to have wizards doing warlock stuff. Warlocks doing exactly. wizard stuff. Exactly. Bards, Bards doing, doing everything. Stuff. Bards doing wizard stuff. And it makes it's going to be so. And it makes them feel like they're a drack of all trades. Like yes. they're supposed to be. How do you literally call the bard a jack of all trades when its only damaging spell is dissonant whisper and shatter? Yeah. I, I'm with you. It's not great. No. No. Overall, I love it. I think it's that I think there's so many more positives, uh, and it's going in the right direction more than the couple of humps that we've seen that that they have to that they have to get over. Um, they're so they're so they're trying to things they're trying to make things d twenty tests, which I get. D twenty yeah. tests are supposed to encompass everything. They're trying to make sure everything exactly. is encompassed in things, but they they have little things like with natural twenties, um, everything. If you roll on. And, and natural ones. If you roll a natural one on anything, because the D twenty test is supposed to encompass everything, right? If you roll a natural saving one, throws. you you fail. Doesn't saving matter throws. if it's a saving throw; it fails. It's encompassing everything. In, but with natural twenties, yeah. they differentiate it differently by saying that. Um, I believe that it's supposed to be. Let's auto, look. It's an auto pass as well. For every, everything as well. So saving throws you, as well. It? Yes, it uh, did. I, I thought it was different. No, it was a, it was it was a dual coin for them. Let's make sure real quick. Yeah, because I want to look at this again. Why not? We have it right in front of us. Why You're not? Right. I could have interpreted it completely different. Sorry for that little hump. I'm just gonna actually yeah. look for it real quick. Rolling the twenty. Um, regardless of the modifier and inspiration, yep, you're right. I forgot. Um, yeah. So yeah. The, since it's a, a D, yeah, since but the D20 it also test. says rolling a twenty doesn't bypass limitations on the test, such as Ranger's line of sight, which I understand. Yeah, uh, you're right. 
It's the same thing. They've encompassed everything with the twenties uh, for the for the rolling a twenty. Yeah, so it's just mostly natural bypassing penalties. Because if yeah, if somehow like we like we were talking about, I can't even pass that save because it's a twenty. That's a good thing. Exactly. I do it's like twenty one, and I can't do that as my character. I have a yeah. negatives. I'm not gonna roll. Don't make me roll, DM. That makes me feel like shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're just saying you're going to Well, fail. I had... It's like, you know? it's, it sucks, too, because as a DM, you're just like... I, I know, but the thing is that, yes. It, it's just the, feels the, that. The unfortunate part is the critical hits only... Uh, they're trying to make critical hits in combat only be melee attacks. Yeah. That's so, what... That, that's spells. probably what you were thinking of. That's what I was thinking of. I, I could be... I, I was I was mixing them up. So it's supposed to only be um, spell attacks here. Uh, my ADHD is going heavily, but I mean fidgeting. Uh, let's be on the point. Yeah, so uh, D20 rolls crits for only unarmed strikes and weapon attacks. So they took that away for rain spell attacks. Uh, and that means also magical spell attacks as well, because that's also a thing. Ma magical melee spell attacks are also a thing, too. So that means it's taking away both of those for what ever reason and that's that's just benign so the fact that that is also going to be a thing too is just that uh, makes it a whole lot more difficult to even accomplish the what you're trying to do is a, a build or anything like that um, but also the clarification on more of the conditions helps so much and it's something that I've always been using in my campaigns as well as when you grapple someone guess what they have disadvantages on attack rolls and dexterity saving throws, and you have advantage on them because you're grappled. Because it just makes sense. So you should just be able to do it. Sorry. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm just gonna put that on the floor because I keep fidgeting with it. There you go. Um, yeah. That that uh, there, there's so many good things that I do appreciate from this. Yeah, this rules general. glossary looks a lot better than what I'm used to seeing, mm -hmm. and that that helps out. Uh, the big so much. another big thing that they're looking to do is background stuff. Um, instead of uh, the ability points that you get from race being attached to your race. Uh, they're trying to uh, they they're looking to attach it to background instead, which makes a lot more sense in a lot of different ways, and it looks a little bit more structured and makes uh, and it looks like it's going to make a lot more sense in general. So um, they have prerequisites of what you can look at. They have instead of it having just be like, oh, I am a guard, I get this and this. They have they have those ready for you, but you don't have to choose them. They prefer you. To kind of follow the guidelines that they have of background features, which is you make you choose your ability scores, you choose your skill proficiencies, you choose a tool proficiency, and you choose a language, and you just stick with that. And then all that those all the long texts that they had before describing, well, now that you are a criminal, you know a criminal organization, and you have a contact anywhere the you go. Now you could just make up stuff a lot yeah. easier instead of just like I don't have Hit a criminal syndicate, but I have like I do black market dealing. I think or that's good like for that. like creating backstories mm -hmm. too. I think it's it gets people thinking immediately about okay, so what's the backstory here instead of it being like okay, I have to choose. I'm going to choose from this, this, and this in order to add some proficiencies to my 
to my to my my character, and then I don't think of my backstory. And now it shoes, to. and now it says, "Why do you know this stuff? Why do you have the equipment that you do? Because if you're like a, a acolyte, you get books of prayer, parchment, uh, calligraphy, surprise robes, and a holy symbol. Why do you? Why would you have that as not a cleric, right? Or not yeah. an acolyte, or whatever the case is, right? So now that you can buy whatever you want to buy too, that also says, "Well, why are your why is your character buying this?" Yeah, I, it, it, I love it. It's it's it, it it inspires people. I think it should inspire people to uh, create their own stories. And I think that's the whole point of like when you're working on a character of like, what is who is this person, right? Who this dude? Uh, one more thing before we we kind of go into a closing moment where we'll probably just look to to make a character real quick and be done. Um, one last thing is we have ourselves, uh, a, a, a very special thing in the, in the middle of the race section where you can mix, uh, they give you an example of how to mix and match, mm-hmm. uh, cause I, for a long time, people were just like, well, what's this and what's that? They don't have half health. They don't have half orc in the player's handbook anymore because we're looking for you to do that. Yep. What is a half orc? Oh, what is a half elf? They were they were they had the lines before of like oh it's a human and a elf a human and an orc, that's what it was before. Now we're looking at this one from a broader perspective. Uh, PDFs like um, an orc or an, an elf and had a baby. An elf and orc and had a baby, and a lot of popular things that have that um, that became popular on DMs Guild and other sites like that. That uh, Wizards of the Coast were able to look at and kind of get inspirations from. Because that's basically player advocacy. That's basically mm-hmm. the players and the DMs telling you what they want in their game. That's I, what DM Guild does. It tells players, hey, I want this type of stuff in my game. So you know what? I'm going to spread it out to the world. This is what I do in my homebrew games. This is and, what I think. And I'm sharing it with the rest of the world. And now what Wizards of the Coast can see it. Yeah, They exactly. can see what people want. This is big for me because this is what I love to do anyway. Um, a character that I've been playing recently uh, on Thursdays for a couple of years now at this point, maybe a year and a half, was a half-orc and a half a water genasi. And I was just like, I just want to mix two things together and I'll create a character based off of that. And Literally. I just kind of went that. But it's, it's, where, it's where my brain goes immediately when it comes to character design because I'm mixed already. I'm 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 already I'm already half black half white. I I that's just where my brain naturally goes in general when it comes to like what what kind of what do I want to do with race? I just I already like doing that kind of stuff. That's just ingrained in who I am as a human being. Because like when I made Bark and Bean, he's a goblin satyr. He's not a he's not, not a satyr. It doesn't make he's sense, but who cares? No, no it is. you can imagine a weird creature. Yeah, exactly. It, do, it I they I love that they're including a section where. It's not. It's not half elf. It's not half orc. You can it's be a just, dragonborn drow. What can you? Cho- you can take these traits exactly from this race and take these <laughs> traits from this race and kind of do whatever the hell you want with and that. You can literally custom, and make whatever you want. It's a custom fucking character right there. It's a custom person. Yeah, it's you creating whatever you want to create in your own unique way. It's not necessarily saying that you can't do that with a halfling, halfling or a gnome. It's just saying if you want to do that, we're not just going to establish it being just a half elf or a half orc or anything like that. It's you choosing what you want to choose, and I think that's fantastic that that it's showing the evolution of D and D 
so quickly. I can finally be your orc tiefling that you always wanted to be. Did I want to be orc? I don't know. You probably did. <laughs> I don't remember that. No, I'm making that up. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I was like, uh, I, I could have said that. Like, I know, right? You I could have said that at some point. Okay. I think we're getting to the last point of our what we're doing. See, I'm fiddling still. It's like my hands want to do something. I mean, so am I. I'm just, I've just been twirling this thing around the whole time. Well, I think there's a little bit of nerves as well. We haven't done this in a long time. I mean, we're... It, it also it, just helps you concentrate. It actually does, too. And that, mm -hmm. That's a little... That, that's an ADHD thing for you. <laughs> it, it, it can actually help you. Yeah, because for a little while, like at the beginning, you probably hear a lot of this, because that's what I was doing first. Mm -hmm. Well, I, used to, I was doing this. I was literally doing this the entire time I was doing this. Leaning mm -hmm. on this at times. Yeah. Sometimes accidentally doing this. And then I was fiddling with the <laughs> damn marker for a long time because I don't know. It's there. It's there. Yeah. It's there. My my, my hands want to do something because for some reason my body doesn't want to stay still. Um, granted, coffee ain't helping, but at the same time, it's not the coffee doing that. It's nope. my brain. Exactly. It just be like that. It just be like that. Okay. Well, like that. We'll, we'll end this off with character creation. And then mm -hmm. I guess we kind of figure out what we want to do. Yeah, we got to start with the beginning. Well, how, when we're creating a character, what's the point of this character? Why do they exist? Uh, we got to start from one direction and kind of go from how do we create a character and what's our process of doing that? Well, it usually depends on the campaign. Let's make one for let's let's make one for uh, Ostara. For Orstera? Yeah. Okay, for my uh, for my world, uh, and uh, technically it's both me and uh, SE's world, but that's beyond the point. It's technically my homebrew world because I've been working on it. Exactly. And it's nowhere close to the original, and yeah, that's fine. Exactly. So, if we're going for Orstera... What normally populates it? Humans? Humans typically normally elves, populate it. Uh, elves can elves. exist. Uh, everything's technically there. It's just what is popular. Uh, yeah, what's, what, what's, what's populated majority. and what's not. Exactly. Um, Warforges are now... Weirdly, Ratkin are a big thing. Oh, there you go. See? Is that That's too? weird, but it's, it's it, it also makes sense why Nipples is mm -hmm. a, big, a big thing. And uh, while Nipples is, is able to exist, and mm -hmm. it's because Ratkin are everywhere. There you go, Ratkin. they're weirdly strong at points. Um, of course, you, you human. Uh, there's human tieflings because we had that one tiefling civilization that we saved that we yeah, rescued. Tieflings are a big thing. Um, uh, we have Alan's because we have our boy being an Alan. Yeah, we have every uh, everything's in our Sarah, at least my version of it. Yeah, lizard folk definitely because they're literally in the game. There's a bunch of them just in caves. Uh, yeah, they're just assholes. Ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fairies exist because Kooky's there, and as well as you know everything. Yeah, exactly. There's not really a thing, but like thinking about exactly what is more prevalent. Lizard folk are technically savage, or at least they're more savage in my world. Mm -hmm. They don't. They are. They are like really bad because they. Not. This is just core. This is my. This is the way my world is. It's not saying that there's necessarily a bad lizard folk. But since we're on that tip right now, we'll just kind of stick with lizard folk and kind of go based off of what? Uh, creating one that is going against the grain of what my world is, I guess. So typically lizard folk in my world, um, they're just savages who are just looking to survive off the land. 
They don't. It's t- it's typical wizard folk stuff, right? Well, he had snow. Um, snow was a smart guy. I mean, Snow was smart because was smart he decided guy. to break away from the pact. Uh, snow was completely different in that in that sense. And he was wide. He was mm-hmm. a wide guy. <laughs> yeah, he was a very big one. So they couldn't really stop him either. Mm-hmm. They were just like, "Hey, you! Oh, uh, uh, you can you, you go you, go you about your business. Go about your business now. Whatever. I'm tired." Ah, Snow. You, well, I think I think Twinkletoes just followed him because Snow was leaving. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I, this guy protects me. I'm, I'm going to stick with this guy. Oh, yeah. No, that's literally literally what you are. <laughs> You're the protection. Yeah. Also the smart one in the group. But um, I'm looked at as dumb because I, he speaks broken English. So I, because I he books. speaks... Yeah, you, you're, you're, you're actually capable. I mean, you look... You, 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 sorry. <laughs> you were able to read the tongue a lot easier. It's no, not yeah. easy for him. Common's hard. So it comes off as he's stupid. Exactly. Because That's he speaks mean. slow with his common. But he's actually really fucking smart when it comes to everything else. So it's funny because the dynamic is <laughs> I'm going this way. No, 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 no. You're going over right. there. No, 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 no. We go left. We go left. We go left. No. Left. Left. Sun. Left. Fuck the sun, I hate it. it forest is bad. Good no, the sun. forest is good. It has shelter, trees. I'm going that way. Okay, so am I then. Whatever. Well, what's what? What's, what's... It's the dynamic of just <laughs> it, and it's it's as simple as that. Well, what are where do you uh, where do your guys normally grow up? Where is like the typical place for them to grow up? Uh, in the woodlands. woodlands, they have swamps. <laughs> okay, so a swampy. Uh, Lizard probably has a bunch of muck covered him on him all the time. Well, we'll we'll create a bad guy here. Fuck it. Oh, we're gonna make it. Okay, there we go. Let, let's 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 go and create a a, a a bad lizard that um he he's technically let's go with the 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 prodigal son who feels like he has to do daddy's wishes here. Okay, so we're going um how to be a slime. I guess, in a, I guess in a way, yeah. That's literally what it was. Um, so it's 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 the lizard folk that was reincarnated born to as a slime. Yeah, the the village chief's son, essentially. Oh god, who's looking to prove himself? Does he wear fancy clothes? No, no lizard folks do not wear fancy clothes. They are savages. Well, at least okay. in my world. So though. he's a bad guy. He's prodigal son. Um, is he is he just as savage as norm, the normal like lizard folk? Uh, he has a he 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 fits in because he wants to. Let's go with that. He'd say that he fits in because he wants to, but like he has tendencies of wanting to live a lavish more a more lavish lifestyle. Okay. Um, if he fall if he's able to um, take over as village chief because his dad is old, uh, he could be looking to plot against his dad at one point of maybe finding a way to become the village chief in nefarious ways. Or he could just be looking for his dad's approval. So I could I could see like a rogue or uh, a bard. I kind of I'm kind of digging the, the the rogue a little bit as well. Yeah. The bard's fun. Mm-hmm. Bard's always fun though. Right? Bard, I say, because charmingness and yeah, let's suaveness. go with that. Let's 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 go with bard. Unless of course he's just a swashbuckler, which that would. I like I like I like swashbuckler yeah. here. Um, when looking at the lizard folk race from fifth edition at this point, um, we 
we get a chance between animal handling, nature, perception, stealth, survival. If we're looking to do swashbuckler, we'll go stealth. And we'll go survival for right now. Mm-hmm. Class, we'll go with bards, swashbuckler, we'll go three levels. Just so that we can guarantee ourselves the subclass. I'm not going any further than that. This is more not necessarily about the build. It's more about character development and and the way to make a character background um, that that might fit your style mm-hmm. if you want to particularly take the what we're coming up with or like talking. This song in particular is very loud. Yeah, I does. like that and it's perfectly fine. But I'm going to. There you go. There you go. Exactly. So. You you can take these backgrounds if you want to, and apply them to your own character's builds or character development when it comes with backgrounds. That's mostly what we're focusing on here, and how we come up with stories that can be integrated into the world and to whatever universe that we're we're talking about here. So, uh, Bard College, we're just going to make it simple. We're going Swashbuckler. Uh, uh, swashbuckler is rogue. You're right, because it yeah. doesn't apply to colleges, Caleb. You silly <laughs> fuck. Let's just go rogue slash There you go. I was thinking rogue anyway because it's fun. Rogue. My bad. We're not even doing bard here. Exclude what I'm saying. Rogue is acrobatics. We'll we'll get ourselves some perception because he's going to be have wisdom because mm-hmm. that's I just see lizard folks having that. Um. Well, sleight of hand's fine, and deception, or deception. Depends. Is he gonna lie? He is an evil. He is. He is rogue. He is an evil guy. Yeah. Let's, let's, guy. let's go. Let's, let's, yeah. Stick, let's stick with deception here. Oh, daddy, I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> You're my favorite friend. <laughs> I like this guy. Already. Roguish archetype. <laughs> well, it's it's fun to like because we the way that we described it because we just described some good lizard folks that um. Uh, or essentially, uh, that can be described as some heroes are, are wandering travelers within my world. Uh, if we can establish a good person, we should establish a bad guy. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with like, okay, we've created a bad guy here. Let's see what we can do on the alternative to to to, to counteract the yin and yang, showing and showcasing that you can do anything. Swashbuckler. You can do anything. You're buying it. With your mind. In all honesty, that's all we're going to focus on. I'm not even going to tell you what we're going as far as... St- you know what? Fuck it. We might as well. We'll we stick with standard array. We go Tasha's each each time because that's that's mm-hmm. what you should be doing. If you have access to Tasha's, mm-hmm. use it because use it's, it. it's, it's a it's fantastic the new wave. resource. It's a new wave anyway. So I mean, it's literally, yes. it's literally the new wave. you got to get used so to it. Instead, we're going to use plus two to dexterity. And we'll go plus one to wisdom. Fifteen decks. He's not. In, he's. I mean, he can be seen as more intelligent than other lizard folks. So we'll just go with thirteen here. We already give him fourteen wisdom. Um, he is a lizard folk anyway. We might as well just stick with the twelve. Um, Ten strength. Actually. Let's go 14 con, 12 intelligence, 8 charisma. He's actually, you yeah, know we what? need charisma, yeah. We need charisma if we're going to keep that uh, deception here. So we'll kind of, we'll, we'll do this. Get rid of that. 14 con, 14 charisma, wisdom. 
Uh, and we'll just make him a weak boy. Weak boy. I mean, hey. yeah, he doesn't. He does. He can't bully people with the strength, so he bullies them with his with those wor- smooth words. Mm-hmm. So we what we're doing with this build in particular: eight strength, seventeen dex, constitution is ten, intelligence twelve, wisdom is fourteen, and charisma is fourteen. That's adding what we want and how we see this character doing what he ever he is doing. And this is where background comes into uh, play. With it's very oh. easy. Um, I would say noble here, but the thing is, is that noble swamps aren't really a thing. Um, I mean, he's chieftain, so I mean, they don't have a chieftain background. Let's just let's just stick with noble. Uh, yeah. It's not he's not necessarily a noble noble, but like in a noble of the sense of how lizard folks operate. Um, and we'll just say that he knows a different one of the, one of the. Uh, well, I don't want to be around orcs. Let's just say an orc language. There you go. Game set truly doesn't matter. And did these little minor things that we're doing right now are just getting these things out of the way. That way we can get into the big parts, and we can showcase how to use this stuff effectively. Pretty much, view character sheet. We're good. We don't have a name for him. We'll figure out a name soon so you saw how quickly we were able to come up with a character backstory background and understanding of motive uh and this comes from the the big w's the who when when or who when where what why who we need to figure out his name uh well they name their uh kids after things that they do consistently so if they're consistently walking, uh, like mine was Twinkle Toes, because he would always stand on his tiptoes. Uh, that's why I, I gave him that name. Um, mm-hmm. So something like him, like Lightfoot, um, No Step, or something like that, because he's always, whenever he's next to you, you can't hear him. Mm-hmm. Because you're always, you turn around, and this fucker's just right behind you, standing, just creeping menacingly. Or a blank stare because he's possibly just staring off into the distance, thinking about his next move all the time. Uh, depends on what he's consistently doing. I mean, if we're going traditional lizard folk, let's just stick with Shadow. Shadow. We'll go with Shadow here. All right, there you go. Uh, his name will be Shadow because he sticks to the shadows. We're not going complicated with the name here. That's not. I don't. I'm not going to overthink the name. So who? Shadow. He is the son of the the village chieftain in one of the Lizardfolk villages. Uh, When? It is during the same timeline of most of our stereo stuff, so when actually isn't that important. Mm -hmm. Who, when, where? In the swamps of the woodlands. Swamp of woodlands. There we go. Who, when, where, what? He's trying to overthrow his dada, yep. either by getting him killed through assassination. Uh, he's probably gathered up a few of the um, the lesser intelligent lizard folk uh, around him, who would probably be perfectly fine with knocking him off and putting him as leader in charge. At this point, because maybe the guy is—he's uh, getting too old, and they're not—they can't depend on him as much as they used to. So either they are plotting to exile him, 
get him killed or wait till he dies, which waiting till he dies is probably going to take a lot longer than the latter. Mm -hmm. So half the time, he's probably plotting to take over, if anything. And during his adventures, um, essentially, he can have these guys kind of being like a nomadic tribe that are consistently moving in, in the shadows. That's his organization. If he has a quote-unquote criminal organization or anything like that, being a rogue, that is what it is. It is literally them. Every time you guys go to town or something like that, he's just off sleeping in the forest with those guys. They're mm -hmm. patrolling around, hunting, to keep them alive as well and keep them quote-unquote happy or something like that. Who, when, where, what, why? You, best, you, best, you basically answered why as well. Mm -hmm. So both of those, all those questions have been answered, and those are your those are your core things when coming up with character creation. And with that, we've instantly created a character. This character is actually raring and ready to go, just like that. We understand his motive, what he, what his mm -hmm. want and desires are, um, why he's doing what he's doing, why they choose chose to name him the way he's been named, and the why of why he's doing what he's doing. It's just it's everything. And as simple as that, we've created our character for today. It actually didn't take that much time because mm -hmm. of the way that we have, the way that we uh, ourselves, this is just based on how we decide to do it. Um, the simple way of creating a story and wondering uh, of, of how you choose to make it, right? Um, when it comes to characters, we've done it so much at this point that this, yeah. is, just, this is just like clockwork does but beyond that point what we did was we we thought of okay what races were relevant and uh, it, it's also figuring out exactly what your dm or if you are the dm uh, and you're looking to help your players what is relevant in your world or whatever world that you're playing in and what you're planning on doing the adventure style mm -hmm. um and just explaining that to the uh, to the players so that they know exactly what they can do to establish what their character's reason for being there and being involved in your current story. That way that they can pop themselves in and you guys can work together in cooperative storytelling. Yeah, and if something like uh, your DM says, that's too much for me to manage, a whole entire group of thingies on the outside of skirts, you could just say instead of him throwing overthrowing his father right now, he does it later using an item that he needs to find or uh, a hero's, or not a hero's journey, but a journey that he needs to take in order to become the new chieftain. Mm -hmm. Something as, even as simple as that. And that could be at the end of your um, your journey, uh, near the beginning, or something like that. And it just, it could just be more symbolic for your character that now he has, he's ready, and he's always ready to just turn in his chips that he's been plotting this entire time. I'm sorry. Uh, we are we've done this for a while. We've gotten to the point where we're done. We're exhausted. I'm happy that we're doing this. Excuse me. Exactly. Sorry. I'm happy that we're doing this. Telemarketers. I'm happy that we're doing this. And um, Dragon Coffee has been something we've um, been waiting to revamp for a long time. Um, we'll see uh, how often we're able to do this. At least we're looking to do this, if not weekly, at least bi-weekly. Mm -hmm. At least bi-weekly of recording these um, and presenting them in a fashion uh, where you're able to get multiple, if you're looking for little things or like the little segments of our podcast, you'll be able to see them on our YouTube channel, just simply Dragon Coffee. 
Or if you're looking to just listen to our full-fledged uh, podcast of us talking about things for about a, a couple hours, then you'll have that available to you as well. Thank you guys for uh, tuning into uh, our revamped version of Dragon Coffee. It's been really fun to do this, uh, and we'll we'll see how we'll see how this first uh, this first thing go, and maybe we'll evolve into doing different things, talking about different things, or um, making different segments, maybe shortening some things up, um, or not. We'll see. Yeah, it's been fun. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>